right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Apologies for missing last week. I was chastised by the executives for not getting a pod out. Schedule just uh, got away from me. Couldn't get anything out. But I'll try to at least get uh, a short podcast talking through some college football stuff rest of the season every week from here on out. Um, little red meat off the top to give you guys something. Maybe bring some meaning to your life on this Wednesday afternoon. We do have some small school football tonight, and it is Red Fox approved FIU tonight. Uh, if you want to back FIU, uh, you know, again, bring some meaning to your life on a Wednesday night. Uh, Red Fox likes FIU, so there you go. Little uh, midweek football action for you. I wanted to give a pick on WVU in Houston. But, you know, looking through that game, I just didn't feel comfortable either way. Uh, it could be a fun game to watch with how both those quarterbacks play for both teams, but uh, no picks there, just FIU for right now off the top. Um, I wanted to talk about Ohio State. So Ohio State gets Purdue this week at Purdue, 19.5-point favorites right now. That game has a 49.5-point over-under right now. The big story with Ohio State so they do cover last week against Maryland. They come on strong in the second half, but the offensive line, huge concern. I watched the game back, um, trying to analyze it more, because even Joel Klatt, the announcer on Saturday, kept pointing out the offensive line's not getting to the second level. They're not getting any push. And that's basically just all it is. I was hoping it was just schematics, maybe uh, the talents there, and you know maybe they could change up the schemes, but I don't know. Obviously, no Travion Henderson at running back. Huge deal should be healthy enough to return against Purdue. Ohio State absolutely needs him. What really sucks is that they're trying to redshirt uh, Dallin Hayden, the running back last year, number five, who performed well as a freshman. They're just thinking with the running back depth, they won't need him. But, man, when Henderson's not in there, like Trip Chatham's, he's fine. Solid running back. Even a little bit of a burst, but not like uh, Hayden does. Obviously, definitely not like Trayvon Henderson does. So, it, it just sucks if Henderson's not in there. We lose what I think is the biggest X factor on offense. Yes, even more so than Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, I just think because if Marvin Harrison went out, I still think we could uh, generate explosive pass uh, plays downfield with the receivers we'd have left. But without Trevion Henderson, our run game is just, if he's not in there, I mean, we're, we're just not, you know, there's no difference maker. So two solid guys, Chip Trainum, Mayan Williams, uh, you know, they'll move the chains for you, but they're not break really breaking games open. So we need Travion Henderson healthy. He was obviously banged up last year a lot. Cross my fingers that he stays healthy the rest of the way because that's going to be a big, that's just huge for Ohio State. They they need him in there. Offense line, I don't know how much better it can get. Uh, I don't know because Ryan Day just came out and said that the second string is not even close to pushing the first string, which is a pretty big uh, indictment on the overall state of the offense line there. But uh, looking at this Purdue game specifically, uh, Purdue does have some playmakers, uh, specifically Deion Burks at wide receiver. He has some wheels. I guarantee you they're going to draw some things up to get him involved this Saturday. Um, big play kid. He uh, He's their best offensive playmaker. At quarterback, they have Hudson Card. I think what you need to know about Hudson Card is this past week against Iowa, they uh, Purdue lost Iowa. Two times in that game, he took the ball and threw it over his head, like <clears throat> kind of like a basketball shot that you're trying to throw over your head. Yeah, he did that twice in the same game. So that's probably uh, pretty telling for Hudson Card. Now, when he does have time, he can push the ball downfield a little bit, but um, prone to mistakes, prone to taking sacks. 
And against this Ohio State's defense, defense, it just seems to keep getting better. I mean, the secondary at Ohio State, these safeties, man, they're rocking people. They are playing opportunistic. They're generating interceptions now. I think even the corners are playing solid. Uh, you're not getting anything by these guys. So uh, I think it could be another tough day for H- H- Hudson Card, who may be seeing some more balls thrown over his head in this one. On the other side of the ball, Iowa had just huge gaping holes against Purdue. If Ohio State's offensive line can't do it this week, it's just another huge red flag for them. I mean, Iowa's running all over Purdue. We should be able to do the same thing against Purdue this week. So, you know, if that doesn't happen, uh, we're in some deep shit because then we're going to Penn State. We still got Michigan coming up, and those are two of the best uh, defenses in the country. I mean, shout out to the Big Ten for, you know, you look at defensive numbers up and down the board and it's Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, just some elite defenses in the Big Ten this year. Uh Purdue is two and four against the spread this year. Again, no picks right now. I'll try to jump on Friday to give some more color, maybe two or three picks for this weekend. Uh at least some props or something uh across the board. Iowa Wisconsin wanted to hit on this real quick. Uh Iowa's going to Wisconsin, four o'clock kickoff. Wisconsin is a nine and a half point favorite. It might be up to ten in some spots. This game is an over under of thirty six. Sounds very low, but Iowa can't score. Wisconsin, if you don't know Braylon Allen, maybe you play fantasy football. You will know him soon because this dude's a beast. He scored multiple touchdowns in three of five games this year. Almost had another one uh, last week against Rutgers, another touchdown, but he fumbled on the five yard line. Uh, one of the best running backs in the country. Now, Iowa's defense, great against the run, great against the pass. So the over-under at 36 makes perfect sense because Wisconsin, they're going to have trouble generating plays down the field as well in this one. Um, Four of Iowa's six games this year have hit the under. So don't put it past uh, another under in this one, even with that low total because I don't know how... I mean, they're going to try to give... Braylon Allen, you know, 20 touches in this one. They're going to pound him. He needs to break one. He needs to break a few chunk plays. Otherwise, this game's just going to be uh, a major, major slog. Uh, again, in Wisconsin, early lean is probably that Iowa covers, though. I mean, I, I feel like Iowa, they did lose their starting starting quarterback, which, you know, if you're not following college football that closely, you may think, well, I mean, that's huge. It's, it's really not. It doesn't even matter at all. Um, the starter wasn't playing that good. And um, it's, it's all about running the ball for Iowa. And I think they could have some success. They just got their starting running back back last week uh, after an ankle injury. So um, I, I'm kind of leaning Iowa early here, which is gross. Cause, and I think Wisconsin's a more talented team. But just the way the game lines up, it's going to be close. And I, I don't know how Wisconsin's going to generate big plays against Iowa's defense to really pull away in, uh, in this one. USC Notre Dame. So Notre Dame's coming off the loss against Louisville. They go to Louisville. Um, just too much, too many explosive plays from uh, from Louisville. Notre Dame just couldn't answer that. Tyree almost had a big one down the sidelines. He couldn't come up with it. That was really their best chance to keep up in that game. I don't know what Notre Dame was doing offensively. It was driving me nuts. I bet Notre Dame. I knew the spot was bad. I saw everyone's models and all this shit about Louisville is going to win. I, I understood all that. I thought Notre Dame's coaching staff, I thought it was going to be more like Notre Dame was battle-tested. They are going to get back to their identity. They are going to run the ball, control that game, and they didn't do it. I mean, their their offense just had no uh, rhyme and rhythm early on. They did not get Estime going. 
uh, a couple short yarded situations where they tried goofy shit instead of just pounding Estime. They got away from their game. They got away from using that offensive line. However, going back to back home this weekend, two and a half point favorites over USC. What I think is going to happen is a lot of casual betters are going to want to bet on Caleb Williams and USC against Notre Dame now thinking, oh, Notre Dame's not that good, which maybe they're not. I, Notre Dame's secondary is very good. Their offensive line's great. Uh, I still think they got some solid uh, skill players. They're just not like they're, the play calling's a little uh, little questionable. You know, they're, they're just not... They're not running the ball the way I think they should. But USC's defense is one of the most porous in the country, so they should be able to just run all over them and control this game. They should, but they're going to have to stop the explosive plays, which I think they can. I mean, their secondary is for real. Again, uh, top 10 in opponent completion percentage is Notre Dame's uh, defense going up against Caleb Williams. Obviously, Notre Dame is going to attract a lot of bets just from being Notre Dame, but I think a lot of casuals uh, are going to want to bet on USC. Anxious to see how the money comes in. On this one, um, it would be really hard for me to go back and bet on Notre Dame. I don't know if I can ever bet on Notre Dame, Notre Dame again after that. I mean, I couldn't even enjoy them uh, shitting the bet against Louisville. But um, you know, USC's defense is just so outrageously bad. I hope Notre Dame gets back to uh, what they're good at here, and and they could pull off uh, a win back at home. Oregon at Washington, t- uh, top ten matchup. Washington's a two and a half point favorite at home. 67.5 point over under. Um, not only does this have college football playoff implications, but Heisman implications as well. Michael Penix for Washington. Uh, he's the favorite for the Heisman right now, plus 220 on FanDuel. Bo Nix is like third or fourth. He's plus 650 uh, for Heisman. So, you know, big game from Bo Nix here at Washington, keeping his team undefeated in the college football race. He could jump up to a Heisman favorite after this game. But last year, you know, the knock against Bo Nix is that he didn't he didn't show up in big games. Uh, Oregon failed in big games. So we'll see here on the road if he can get it going. Oregon has the better team overall. Even if you adjust for opponent, because Oregon really hasn't had a tough schedule yet, their defense is good. I mean, against the pass and run, they're a talented defense. Again, adjusting for opponents too. They're, uh, they're solid overall. Yes, the attention is on the quarterbacks here, but Oregon running back Bucky Irving, this kid's a stud. Uh, kind of looks like a smaller guy, but he packs a punch. Uh, his over under rushing prop I saw is already like 82 and a half. So it's already up there. Uh, I really enjoy watching him play again. I think Oregon's a better team overall, but they're going to have, they're going to have, so if this is a clean game, you know, like not a lot of turnovers, then, uh, Oregon's going to win. And if they can limit big plays from Washington, they're going to win. Um, Bo, Bo Nix has only been sacked three times this year. So Washington is going to have to try to get to him and make him make mistakes to win this game because, I, again, I just think overall Oregon's a better game, a uh, better team. You know, no early leans on that one. Like maybe, like I want to say Oregon right now, but I want to think about it more because uh, Washington is so talented offensively. I want to think about if they have ways to attack Oregon here and being at home. Uh, you know, slight advantage there, but uh, again, Oregon's just better overall. So I do think I may end up on the side of Oregon in that one. All right, that's all I got for now. I just want to run over a few thoughts that I had. Again, going to try to get a short one out on Friday with some picks. If you don't get that one, follow us on Instagram. That's where I'm posting all this shit. 
Uh, we'll have more coming soon. If you missed the NFL episode with Beaver, check it out. That was a good time as always. And uh, Australia, as always, more coming soon.